Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On Interviews podcast, where if you want to reappear, I'm your host, DC. I'm doing it solo today. And the goal of this podcast is to bring you a bunch of reviews from movie, TV shows, even some comic book stuff. This is the 29th episode of the podcast. So in this segment of Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, I'm going to go over a few things that happened this past week and say whether I like it or not. First thing up is the Marvel's Daredevil Season 2 trailer. This came out just last week, and it has a lot of cool stuff. I give this one a thumbs up, just because it has Charlie Cox in there, John Berthal. don't remember the person that plays Elektra, but they show up, and then um, Foggy Nelson's in there, plus the the lawyer um, friend that's there also, plus the the person that healed him last season was there also. So it, it's kind of cool to see everyone show up again, plus the... the Priest was there as well. So you see a lot of folks pop back up from season one. And they give like a a nice little overview of what happened. And then they added more folks in there. So John Berthold's playing Frank Castle. Or Punisher by his um, people by the criminal world. So it's kind of cool to see him show up there. He had one word to say. So it's kind of cool to hear that. But I kind of wish he had more lines to say just because I want to get more of a feeling of the character. He looked very ominous and looks like he's going to be a force of nature and I want to see exactly what comes between the battle between him and the daredevil just because they both see fighting crime as two different things so you know of course Frank Castle he's alright with breaking the law in order to bring criminals to justice and as you see at the end of season one the Daredevil is really like, all right, I have to go by the law because otherwise I'm just a regular vigilante. So it's, it's kind of cool to see the different aspects of these two characters. So the, um, the next person that came up in there was Elektra, which is kind of cool to see her face and then she so put the mask on. So it should be nice to see exactly what she brings towards the table. So it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. The next thing we have up here is the Back to the Future re- reunion video. So Toyota basically had a a very short clip, maybe forty seconds long, of both uh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown, or Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox, respectively. So just seeing both those characters come back on the on the commercial and be together and actually talk about Back to the Future. So they mentioned events that happened in Back to the Future Part 2. So if you guys don't remember, Back to the Future Part 2, they basically went to October 21st, 2015. So they definitely went 20, 30 years into the future to figure out what exactly will happen to Marty's family. So it was kind of cool to actually see now that we're only under a week, basically, to the day that they travel to the future. So it's basically mentioned them. All right, do we have um, shoes that tie themselves, which, unfortunately, we don't. Do we have 3D technology, which is awesome that we do. Do we have fingerprint technology? And we do have that, too. So I was like, all right, bet. We're we're batting pretty nicely right here. Plus, they mentioned a few other things in the the video as well. And they had a couple laughs. They mentioned the whole fax machine and saying that that would have been more used now. But, of course, we don't use it as much as we did back in the day. So it's, it's kind of cool to actually see both characters come on the screen, laugh a bit, joke around. Plus, 
it's a, a nice commercial push for the opening of Back to the Future in the theaters again. So I'll be there October 21st. I'll be in line. I will go to the movie theaters. I will definitely watch this movie in the theaters. And, and not just do it at home just because I want the, the theater vibe. Because I've never seen these movies in the theater at all. So it'd be kind of cool to see exactly what was the what awesome thing about being in the movie theaters while, while watching this. Because the only time I actually watched this was at home on like a DVD or back then VHS. Um, so it's kind of cool to see them promoting that kind of movie. So yep, I'll be there. And hopefully you'll be there too. You should definitely go out and see it. So the next thing up is the Fast and the Furious. So um, Gary F. Gray basically went on 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 the online and basically mentioned that the next Fast and Furious movie will be in New York City. So it's New York City people. We will be getting Fast and Furious, and they'll be going around the Empire State Building, all the all the places. Hopefully they they travel all of New York City, if possible, and you could add in New York State as well, Well, it's alright to do that, and then um, Vin Diesel also mentioned that he confirmed it, basically, confirmed it on Jimmy Fallon, and mentioned, yep, we will be in New York City, and this is a perfect place for them to have all those hijinks that they normally have in the Fast and Furious series, I just wondered exactly what's going to happen with it, just because... We don't have any Paul Walker anymore, you know, and I wonder if they're going to add in another character or just have it where he's not going to, sh- no no one's going to f- fill his shoes, kind of. Though I, I kind of wish they will. It's not a popular decision, but I kind of wish they do have, like, someone that fills his, fills, like, a small gap of what he does. Because he brought a lot of charisma. He br- well, you could kind of say that The Rock is kind of doing that a little bit. But who knows he's going to be with the group still in Fast and Furious 8. Hopefully it is because he's one of the shining parts of the last two movies. So I'm just thinking they should add on one more character. Hopefully it's some some random, random, you know, new dude. So they could train him and be some kind of like mentor program. It'd be kind of funny to actually see that some kind of. Fast and Furious, Dominic Toretto mentorship program. It'd be kind of cool to actually hear that. So, yeah, that movie's coming out in April of 2017, I believe. So I can't wait till it comes out. Really can't wait. Next thing up is Expendables 4. So Expendables is actually getting a, a, another movie. I'm not sure why, but kind of could tell why, because they grossed over $167 million overseas, but only $39 million domestically. So, that together, I'm like, alright, I can see why they'll get a little bit more, and a little more back and forth the sequel. And the sequel itself is actually being backed by, I believe, a Chinese company, so they, they I guess they really want to see uh, Expendables 4. The one thing that, that I didn't like about Part 3... And part two kind of also. But part three definitely is that the fact that they used all these old old school old school characters, but instead they didn't put them on the screen often enough. I felt that in part three they had Victor Ortiz and then um, Ronda Rousey and then all the other younger folks 
shine a little bit too much, even though Expendables was supposed to be mostly about the old action stars coming out on screen and trying to do as much as possible with what they have, which is an awesome thing. They got it right in part one. Part two kind of wavered slightly, but it was like a slight, like 5% better than part one. And then part three is just all the way down to the floor. This was a horrible movie, to be honest. It was the CGI, and you could tell it's like a horrible CGI conversion. It, it looked horrible. Plus, Harrison Ford was in it for a couple of seconds and a few action scenes. He basically paid a, a weak character, to be honest. Uh, I kind of wish that they had more of him, more of Antonio Banderas. They had a, a good amount of Wesley Snipes in it. Wish they had more of him in there, hopefully. Next one he will. Mel Gibson did a pretty decent job, but didn't mind him. Plus, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he got more of a shine in this in the third one. So, hopefully they go to the, the fourth one and bring back what was fun about the series. And even Jet Li was in there for like half a second. I wish I had more of him because he was funny with um, Dolph Lundgren. They both had nice chemistry with, with each other, and it's kind of cool. Plus, even Terry... And, sorry to be saying even so often... Terry Crews wasn't even in it for long. They took him out in the first 15 minutes. How dare they? Oh, man. But hopefully in 4, they bring back a whole lot of folks and make this a enjoyable movie. So 2017, we will have that. I've heard that they've been thinking about bringing on Hulk Hogan. So I exactly want to see how that works. And hopefully he puts a a beat down on somebody, and then leg drops them. That'd be kind of cool. It'll make me laugh a little bit. Alright. Um, something that's kind of with this story as well is that they're still trying to make a Expendables. So, all-female characters like Cameron Diaz, um, Mila Djokovic, um, Sigourney Weaver, and maybe even Meryl Streep? I mean, kind of cool, I guess. I, I They're not that much of an older group, but it'd be kind of cool to see, especially um, Scorny Weaver and maybe Meryl Streep, just because they're older in the the list of of females I just mentioned, so it'd be kind of cool to see all of them come up on the screen and and do their thing, you know? Expendables, that's what it's supposed to be. Older actors coming up and then showing them why there's action stars in the first place. So the next one is um, the Hulk's supposed to be in... (laughs) The Ragnarok movie. So, there's been rumors that Mark Ruffalo will be in the next Ragnarok movie, teaming up with Thor. Hopefully, it hopefully happens. There's not there hasn't been much work with Bruce Banner, just because he's just because the whole um, Ed Norton movie. I guess they didn't think that it was a great movie. I I personally liked it. I didn't mind it at all. It was one of those things where Ed Norton did his thing. The Hulk in that one wasn't too big, and he didn't look too bad at all. He's a lot better than Eric Banner's Hulk, and that was just weird. And, I don't know, Ang Lee did something with that movie, and it just was horrible. So seeing this next one with this first Marvel Ed Norton movie, it wasn't bad at all. Plus, you know, there's a lot of scenes that they took from there and brought it to Mark Ruffalo's character. So it's like, all right, you obviously liked it a little bit to even reference it to, you know, back in the um, Avengers movie. That he mentions a scene from the end. And so I'm like, all right, you should like it. So I'm surprised they haven't had any Hulk movies at all. 
And he hasn't been in many of the, the recent Marvel ones, except for like Avengers and then Age of Ultron, of course. But hopefully they bring out more Bruce Banner slash the Hulk, just because he's a, a great character. And in this story that's online right now, they mentioned that Hulk would be on a distant planet, but is not Asgard and is not Earth. So a lot of folks have been speculating that it could be Planet Hulk, which I don't think it is, just because Marvel's been on the phone time and time again and say, all right, we're not doing Planet Hulk, we're not doing Planet Hulk, we're not doing Planet Hulk. So it'd be kind of funny if they do say, oh yeah, I guess it's Planet Hulk then, yay. But I, I kind of wish they they won't do that at all. Just because Planet Hulk was a, a cool a cool story, but if you're not willing to push up for a regular Hulk standalone that's not Planet Hulk, then you shouldn't do a Planet Hulk movie that has a ton of Hulks to make him feel like he's a, a slightly smaller Hulk. I, I'd rather see a standalone Hulk movie and then go see Planet Hulk and then go from there afterwards. Just because I want to see another Hulk movie and see what exactly will they come up with now that they have better emotional capture that the Hulk and Bruce Banner could play off each other pretty well and you can make it where you add in more Avengers in there and you know mix and match to make it a better Hulk movie so that's just my thoughts on that one the next thing I have up here is the Comic-Con experience so Comic-Con happened last week in the last podcast, we mentioned the events that happened on Thursday and Friday. So, right now I'm going to mention events that happened on Saturday and Sunday. So, when, on Saturday, I actually went and cosplayed around for the, the day itself. And that day, it was myself and a few other folks that I went with. And I cosplayed as a, a contestant from the 90s TV show that was on Nickelodeon called Legend of the Hidden Temple. I was part of the Red Jaguar team. So it's kind of cool to actually have some kind of nostalgia with my, my youth. So I actually met a few folks out there that had the other team t-shirts. I met three people from other teams. And it's kind of cool to actually to bump into folks and be like, oh, snap. You had the same same costume as I do. So it's, it's mad cool. You can find it on the, the Facebook page for this website. You can see that. Uh, plus, there's another Red Jaguar person I met out there, too. So, that's the first person I saw. So, it's, it's very, very cool seeing that. And there's a lot of good cosplayers out there. Uh, uh, taps, hats, hats off to you folks. Just because there's a lot of great cosplayers. And the costume looks amazing. There's, um on Saturday, I saw a group of folks that look very close to the Warriors. So... They yeah, just taking a whole bunch of pictures, and they look, they look great. They really do look great. Um, another one we saw was a Star Wars caravan. So instead of seeing a Deadpool caravan from last year, we saw a big Star Wars caravan. So we saw that there. They had a whole bunch of um, stormtroopers, and they had a bunch of Jedis in there, and they had a lot of Sith members. So it was, it was kind of cool to see all these folks there. That... Then I saw this Jelly Bean presentation. So it had a Batman picture, a Yoda picture, and it had another picture. I think it was a another Star Wars picture. But that one was made by strictly Jelly Beans alone. So it was just amazing to see the 
the amount of skill it took to bring that picture to life. It was just awesome. Really was awesome. Um, hats off to those Jolly Beans folks. They looked very, very cool. So on Sunday, Sunday was the day I actually went to just strictly panels. Panels and walking around a little bit. And nothing else but just straight up panels. So I went to two panels. Well, actually three. The first panel I went to was a Supergirl panel. It had the the trailer. Well, not, no, not the trailer. The pilot for it. I can say this. I wasn't too impressed by it. It was one of those things where Supergirl seems like a cool character. But unfortunately, when they had the panel itself, they, they mentioned not trying to be anywhere near... Um, Arrow or Flash, which it's a, I guess they want to make it their own kind of show, but at the same time, you should use the two good properties that's in the same kind of world as her. So, hopefully that changes some way, shape, or form and they have like a cameo by her on either the Flash or Arrow, well probably the Flash because they're more the, the same kind of style as her. And then see the Flash pop up on her show as well. It'll, it'll be kind of cool to see them both crossover. Hopefully, it'll happen in the future. But otherwise, does the show stand itself? It seemed kind of weird just because everything was very cliche-ish, kind of. Like, they had a general there that didn't trust uh, Carol Danvers. It was like, oh, no, I know your cousin, but you yourself seems like you're, you're a weird character. And he felt like he was very cookie cutter for the most part you know angry angry general it's like oh i don't trust you aliens i don't trust you guys i was like ah didn't really speak to me so the next panel i went to was the blind spot panel so that panel was pretty cool they had a, a nice cool stuff i i didn't i never never heard of that uh, that uh, tv show before so it's kind of cool to actually see everything there it, it's something you could, could watch online really could then the third panel I went to was the Person of Interest panel. So I've been hearing a lot of good things about the show. I haven't watched any episodes at all. So when folks came out on the, on the stage, everybody's cheering up on the seats. And it seems like it's a, a pretty cool concept. So I might even start watching it soon. But yeah, those are the three panels I went to on Sunday. And this is one... Well, I took three pictures of this group anyway. But this is one picture that looks amazing. It had a lot of people from the Star Trek Federation. So it is a, at least like 12 people up in this picture. All of them dressed up in Federation gear. From Deep Space Nine to the Voyager series to even the Enterprise series. John Luke Picard. So you saw a whole bunch of folks from all those different Star Trek um, TV shows. And it was kind of see, cool to see all of them pop up there. I was amazed. I was like, wow, a whole lot of Federation people. I, I kind of wish I I kind of wish I cosplayed as a Federation person that, that same day also. That's because being in those pictures, it feels great. It really does feel great. So it's was, it was kind of cool seeing all those folks there. Hats off to those folks. So Comic-Con this year was amazing. I went to all four days, only spent full days on the Saturday and Sunday, and then half days on Friday and Thursday. So it's it kind of cool to actually be there. Hopefully next year I'll be there for four, four full days and then try even get a press pass or something like that. 
So um, the next section we have here is coming to theaters. So there's four movies coming to theaters this week. First one is Crimson Peak with Tom Hiddleston. The next one is Ghosts. Oh, I keep on saying Ghosts. Goosebumps. It has Ghosts in there, but it's Goosebumps. It's with Jack Black. Then there's Free Held with Gillian Moore and Ellen Page. And then Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks. So out these four movies. This is the, the probably the list of how I would see this movies this weekend. I probably go see Ghost Goose. Keep on saying Ghost Goosebumps first, and then go see. Let's see, Crimson Peak second, then Bridge of Spies third, then Free Held fourth. No, I'm lying. I probably see Ghost Goosebumps then. Bridge of Spies, then Free Hell, then Crimson Peak. Change the like that. So yeah, that that right there. That, that list right there. So Goosebumps, Bridge of Spies, Free Hell, and then Crimson Peak. And in that series, just because Goosebumps seems like it's a pretty cool and funny movie, I've heard pretty decent things about it. Probably Bridge of Spies, just because I want to see what comes between, what comes of, you know, the Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg combination they always do great stuff so to see this will be kind of cool also then for free held just to see what will um julianne moore and ellen page bring out each other and see what kind of performance they bring out it just seems like a a, a nice movie it really does and then lastly crimson peak just because i haven't heard too many things from it the first trailer was awesome it was like a nice little jump scare trailer, and it worked pretty well for it. The next trailer is like the two, the, the second and third one. They didn't do too much for me, so me watching, I was like, uh, it looks like it could be semi-scary, I guess. But from Gilmore Del Toro, I was expecting a little bit more, so I'm not sure. I, I might wait for this one to come out on like TV or something like that, or even on DVD Blu-ray. Who knows? But, yeah, that's the the sections I will do for that one. So, this is the end of the episode. You can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes, at Bring On The Reviews. You can email us at bringontheReviews at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any questions you might have. You can visit the website bringontheReviews.com any movie reviews, TV show reviews, this podcast itself, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dwight and C. That's D W I G H T A N T C. Again, that's D W I G H T A N T C. And you can email me at dc at bringunderreviews.com. And we catch you reviewers next time.